both of these conditions, you're going to be focusing on the hips. So that is the single best exercise that you can be doing. Not just hopping down in the machine in the gym and doing the inner and outer thigh machine. Because, and I've talked about this many times before, your hip joint is at a different position. You're sitting, your hip is near a flexed position. And that's actually when we compensate with that IT band muscle, the TFL, when we're in that position, as opposed to when we're running, our hip is in neutral, you're standing, you're not sitting when you run, right? And now we need to learn how to activate the side hip muscle, the glute med muscle. So when you stand on one leg, you're like rock solid. All right. And then that's why we do a lot of single leg exercises as runners to help get a strong and prevent runner's knee and iliotibial band syndrome from coming back. Are you constantly worried about getting injured or you don't know how to get faster as a runner and you want to continue to run for stress relief? Then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Healthy Runner, the only place that provides you with training tips injury recovery and prevention tools with actionable strategies by experts in the running industry so you can develop a stronger running body and feel confident that you can overcome any obstacle as a runner. I'm your host, Dr. Dwayne Scotty, avid runner, running physical therapist and coach, educator, founder of Spark Healthy Runner, where we help dedicated runners get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running with the perfect online running coach, even if you've been told to stop running with an injury or you think coaching is just for fast runners. Learn more about our signature coaching program at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com. Every week on the show, we coach you to grow as a runner, just like the process of building a strong, durable home that will last a lifetime requiring little maintenance. The design and planning is your mindset. The foundation is your strength training. The framing is your run plan. The electrical and plumbing is your nutrition. The insulation, drywall, and flooring is your recovery. The landscaping and exterior is your race strategy. If you master the six parts of growing as a runner, your running will be strong and last long, hitting PRs well into your 40s, 50s, and beyond. Every week, we help a runner just like you build their dream home. I'm your host, Dr. Dwayne Scotty. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. Before we get into this episode, if you are recovering from an injury and you want to make sure you are maximizing your nutrition to become a healthy runner, you'll want to check out Heal from the Amino Company. Later on in this episode, I will tell you more about Heal and how it can help you with your injuries and overall recovery. Or you can check out the research yourself at aminoco.com slash healthy runner. Are you a runner who's been frustrated in the past that whenever you try to increase speed or increase your distance, you just get knee pain and then you get frustrated because you're not able to run? You avoid going to the doctor because let's be honest, they're just going to tell you to stop running. So you start Googling knee pain in runners and you want to know if you have IT band syndrome or runner's knee. If that is you, you need to keep listening. If you get achy knee pain in the front of your knee, running up hills, going downstairs, squatting in the gym, if it even starts to hurt when you stand up 
after sitting at your desk for a couple of hours, then this training is for you. If you get sharp pain on the outside of your knee, especially when you run downhill, this training is for you. If you want to learn the best strategies to overcoming knee pain with running, this is for you. You probably started doing everything you could to avoid going to the doctor. So you ice, you rest, you stop running, doing the thing you love, and then you get some special knee sleeve or brace. You try kinesio tape or a strap that goes around your knee. This all looks great, and it actually looks kind of cool if you get some funky kinesio tape, and you might even feel better in the short term. But the problem is when you start running again and building up your long runs, that same pain comes back, and now you're just running through it because you don't want to stop again. In this training, I am going to unravel the mystery of whether your knee pain with running is due to runner's knee or IT band syndrome. This is actually the video and audio version of two of our most downloaded Spark Healthy Runner eBooks so you can get rid of knee pain and not have to stop running. In these resources, I share with you specific tactics to start running faster, further, and without stubborn knee pain. These have been the true tried and tested strategies that have kept all the runners that I work with on a one-on-one basis running during their recovery and by finally being able to say peace out to knee pain for good. So if you don't have time to listen to this full training, like trust me, I want you to be here and listen to this, but go ahead and download your free IT band syndrome or runner's knee ebook by going to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com and get the resource and watch the replay of this training when the time is right for you. I'm going to also drop that link in the show notes. So go ahead and download that now. The best part about this, these resources is there's a ton of supplemental visuals, video content, specific actionable exercises of like how-to videos of how to do the things that we're going to be talking about for you to implement in your training. And in today's training, I am going to go over, is it runner's knee or IT band syndrome? What is patellofemoral pain syndrome? Where would runner's knee hurt? What does IT band syndrome feel like? How does IT band syndrome start? Is heel striking causing your knee pain? And then if you stick around long enough, I'm going to share with you the single best exercise that will begin to fix both of these conditions, regardless which one it is. And knee pain is the most common injuries runners face. And I see you like I've been there before personally. I've helped hundreds of runners with these conditions throughout my career. My name is Dr. Dwayne Scotty. I'm a running physical therapist, a coach, an educator. And my mission is to preserve the health and longevity of runners everywhere by allowing them to get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running. I'm the CEO of Spark Healthy Runner and the creator of the Healthy Runner podcast. And seven to nine out of every 10 runners listening to this right now are going to get injured. And the most common body part to get injured is the knee. And the two most common injuries are runner's knee and iliotibial band syndrome. And trying to get over knee pain can be overwhelming. If you don't have a plan from a healthcare provider who gets runners 
You are told to stop running for four to eight weeks or worse, even longer. You're endlessly icing your knee after every run. You constantly are buying new running shoes to find the ones that don't hurt your knee. You are paying crazy high amounts of money on copays, high deductible plans to see medical providers who all have different opinions, some who just give you pills, some that tell you you might need an injection, or some that say that, you know, if you keep running, you're just going to get arthritis in your knee, or your body's not meant for running. And then you're running eventually gets slower. You can't go for long runs anymore. You waste time chasing fads and products that don't actually help your knee pain. And you guess instead of following a process. And that leads to frustration, feeling constantly overwhelmed with the amount of information out there. And I don't want that for you. So let's unravel the mystery. Do you have runner's knee or iliotibial band syndrome? I'm going to break down four different characteristics to help you determine if you actually have runner's knee or iliotibial band syndrome. I know there are many of you out there who tuned into today's episode and you're battling frustrating injuries that just won't go away. Hey, trust me, I've been there. I had proximal hamstring tendinopathy when I first started running, which was literally a pain in the butt. And I do what I do today to share how I learned how to get over running injuries and how to train properly to prevent them. One product I consistently recommend to the athletes I work with and who are recovering from an injury, whether it's Achilles, hamstring, or posterior tibial tendon pain, plantar fasciitis, or iliotibial band syndrome is heal from the amino company. The reason I do this is because an often neglected aspect of injury recovery and becoming a lifelong injury-free healthy runner is the nutritional component. So for injuries to properly heal and to allow the body to recover faster, you must supply your body with the nutrients it needs to accelerate muscle repair while helping maintain a healthy inflammatory response. And that is what the Amino Company's product Heal does better than any other product I have seen on the market as a physical therapist who works with a lot of runners struggling with reoccurring injuries. I want to share with you the results of a recent clinical trial in a way you can understand Participants basically had less muscle breakdown and faster muscle repair using heel when compared to high quality whey protein. If you're looking for a nutritional advantage while recovering from that stubborn injury of yours and even recovering from your daily training if you are a healthy runner, I highly recommend giving heel a try. I recommend it to all the athletes that I work with coming back from injury, doing a run. Uh, return to run program or if they're struggling to recover after hard workout sessions since you're a part of our healthy runner community you can get a special 30 percent off using the code healthy runner just head to amino.com forward slash healthy runner you have to use the special link i put in the show notes to get your 30 percent off using code healthy runner go ahead and take action to set your body up with the optimal environment to recover and get out of that injury cycle now let's get back into this episode so the first thing we're going to talk about and i'm going to grab my knee model here so for those of you who are listening to the audio version of this you might want to check out the video version So the biggest thing that 
is an easy way initially to tell if you have runner's knee or iliotibial band syndrome is where would runner's knee hurt or what is the pain location? And if you have runner's knee or what we call patellofemoral pain syndrome, so it's the medical diagnosis there, or you might've even been diagnosed by, maybe you saw a medical provider took x-rays and they saw some wearing away of the cartilage. They called it chondromalacia patella. It is pain in the front of your knee. So right over the kneecap area. So we have your femur bone here, your tibia bone down lower. You got your kneecap, which is called a patella. And it's actually pain in the front of the knee. And it's usually hard to be specific on where it hurts. It's going to be kind of in this area. And, you know, most runners who get this, they're like, yeah, my pain kind of hurts in this region. And they kind of grab the front of their knee. Now, where would IT band syndrome hurt? The IT band actually runs down the side of your thigh. So the small muscle, tensor fascia lata at the top, is in the front outside part of your hip. The band, it's a connective tissue that comes down the whole outside part of your thigh and actually inserts down onto the tibia. So onto the front outside part of the tibia. And where most runners actually get pain is where this little bony bump is on the femur. This we call the lateral epicondyle area. This is usually where runners who have iliotibial band syndrome are going to get a, a sharp pain right on the outside part of their knee. So this is very localized. It's specific. It's on the outside part of your knee, whereas patellofemoral pain syndrome is typically the front, and it could also be the inside part of your kneecap region. All right. So that is the first determining factor is pain location. Number two is going to be, how does it feel? So what does iliotibial band syndrome feel like? Or if you're having this type of pain, how would you describe it, right? So what are, what are you feeling? If you have patellofemoral pain syndrome, this is a dull, achy pain. And you might also report some clicking, some popping, or what we call crepitus. It's like crunchy kneecaps. It's like, you know, snap, crackle, pop is happening underneath your kneecaps there. As opposed to iliotibial band syndrome or IT band syndrome is going to be this usually sharp, localized pain. And in severe cases, when runners get this, uh, let's say after going for a 16 miler during marathon training or an 18 miler, it could even be described as like a stabbing pain, that it just stops them in their tracks especially when you're running downhill and this is a sharp stabbing pain. Could it be achy later on, hours later after your run? Um, it could be. But then runners also report a feeling of tightness with this condition. So this is more sharp stabby, maybe some underlying tightness sensation, as opposed to patellofemoral pain syndrome, which is going to be dull, achy pain, and you might have some clicking and popping of your kneecap. All right. The third differentiator between these two conditions is how does IT band syndrome start? Or how do both of these conditions really come on? Like what is in the medical you know, world we call this onset? What's the onset of pain? And 
For patellofemoral pain syndrome, this is very common in our novice runners, our beginner runners who are just starting out. Maybe they're doing like a couch to 5K program, or maybe they're training for their first 5K. Or you could actually be an experienced runner who has taken some time off. So maybe you took time off, you know, during the COVID years and you just are starting to get back now. Or you took time off because you started a family, right? And you're finally starting to take care of you and actually go back outside and start running again. So this is going to be more common when you start getting into running as a beginner, or you just start getting back into running after any time period off and you're ramping up your running mileage. And now you start to feel this achy pain in the front of your knee. As opposed to iliotibial band syndrome, this is usually going to be more common in our experienced runners who are building up to either half marathon distance, but even I see a lot more commonly is even the marathon distance because it's usually not mile two, four, or six that iliotibial band is going to like creep its ugly head. It's usually going to be these longer long runs. And this is like very classic for those going after their first marathon or maybe even their second marathon. And they really didn't do the proper base training that we've talked about in the past. And with our six step spark healthy runner blueprint on how to build a strong running body to tolerate the demands of marathon training. And you're feeling good in the beginning of training. You build up to double digit mileage. And now you got a 16 miler in your training plan and that's when it rears its ugly head. And then you try to go for an 18 and now it's so painful. You literally can't finish the run. So this is a common story that I hear a lot from many of the runners that I help who have iliotibial band syndrome. So it is usually, and especially if you run in a hillier area and especially if you have a lot of declines, So it's more going down the hill versus going up. And then we contrast that to actually patellofemoral pain syndrome. I find a lot more of my runners have pain running up a hill. And it just puts a little bit more stress to that patellofemoral joint. So the kneecap between the femur. All right. So the fourth and final differentiator that's going to really help you determine if you have iliotibial band syndrome or patellofemoral pain syndrome is going to be running form. And is heel strike causing your knee pain? So for some of you who have kind of uh, thought about this, or you heard some information on, should I be a heel striker? Should I be a midfoot striker? Should I be a forefoot striker? And this is something that I evaluate on all of my clients. I do a detailed running gait analysis give my clients the exact instructions on how to take videos of themselves in different planes. And we analyze it. We go frame by frame and analyze their running gait pattern. And this is actually best done virtually on video. A common misconception is most people think they need someone to look at them in real time. And if I see a runner who is actually physically with me, we record it. And then we actually look at the computer screen to break it down frame by frame because no one can actually do a accurate, thorough gait assessment without actually going frame by frame because running is just too fast for our eyes to be able to process everything. Um, So I've 
looked at hundreds and hundreds of thousands of gait videos, right? And we see some runners who are heel strikers. So when they strike the ground, their heel hits first, right? And commonly, what we tend to see for runners with patellofemoral pain syndrome is usually, yes, they are a heel striker. However, it's not the heel strike that is the main problem. It is the fact that when their foot hits the ground, their foot and ankle are far out in front of the knee when they strike the ground. So we call this overstriding. Or it could be thought of as like running with like the parking brake on. So you're kind of kicking your leg out in front of you before your heel hits the ground. And when your heel hits the ground, this causes a lot of ground reaction forces. So the forces that come up from the ground transmit up the shin bone to your kneecap joint. And that really increases the amount of force to your knee. So it's not so much the heel strike that's the problem. And it's rare, but I have seen a few who are big heel strikers and they don't overstride. But especially, again, if we're thinking about runner's knee, telephomoral pain syndrome, like I mentioned before, it is usually the novice runners. And usually novice runners don't have the best running form yet because you really haven't figured out what really works for you, right? You just go out there and you run and you don't think about it. And you're like, this is hard. So I just need to like keep running. And you're not really thinking about your form too much. So overstriding is a common running gait deviation that I tend to see with my patients who have patellofemoral pain syndrome. And if we contrast that with our IT band syndrome patients, what I see most often when we look at their running gait analysis is looking from behind and looking at the level of the hips when the foot hits the ground and we transition through what we call mid stance, I look at are the hips level or does the hip drop down and cause what we kind of refer to as this dynamic valgus alignment to the knee where the knees go in. And because the knees go in kind of like this, then that puts a lot more stress on the outside structures. So the IT band. And the key is actually looking up at the pelvis and seeing if you have this pelvic drop or hip drop, we call that, or some might refer to this as a collapser. So when you're running, your foot hits the ground, everything collapses down. Your hip drops, your knee goes in, and your foot and ankle might, what we call overpronate, might get really flat. So if you've ever been told that you're, you got knock knees when you run, or you're like a big overpronator, a lot of times it's actually coming from the hips. So as Shakira says, the hips don't lie, guys, right? So if those hips are weak and those side hip muscles are weak, then that's going to cause that hip drop. And that's the most common issue that we see in runners who have iliotibial band syndrome. And, and it is the actual, the most important thing to actually fix iliotibial band syndrome. So those are the two big differences that I really see in runners and kind of consistent gait patterns. So just if you've ever been told or if you actually just have a friend, significant other, literally hold your iPhone in front of them and you run directly across the iPhone. They don't move at all. They just stay right there. 
and you run kind of at a right angle, right? 90 degree angle past them. And you can just like take that video and then just go and have them taken in slow-mo actually. And then you can just go frame by frame and see like when your foot hits the ground, is your foot out in front of your kneecap or how it should be is when you land, your knee is actually over your foot. And that would be the proper mechanics. And sometimes, and kind of going back to the whole heel strike kind of dilemma is if you do land with more of a midfoot strike, that is usually going to help decrease overstriding. So it's not necessarily the heel strike that's bad, but, and um, Doug Adams, who I had on the podcast, who is a PT who specializes in gait analyses um, all the way back in episode 117, kind of shared this in that episode is it's the overstriding that's the issue, not so much the foot strike pattern. So if you can correct the overstriding, you may do this with actually changing your foot strike pattern and even changing the heel to toe drop in your running shoe, which for some who are overstriding and have this stubborn patellofemoral pain syndrome or runner's knee, then that might be something I might recommend is to decrease the heel drop just a little bit. Don't go to a zero drop. Don't go from like a traditional 10 millimeter heel to toe drop shoe, like an Asics or a Nike, and then go right to an ultra um, or a zero shoe where you're like, you know, totally no heel drop because then that's going to create a lot of foot pain. Um, so you got to do this gradually and maybe shifting the forces just a little bit, take it away from the knee and transferred a little bit to the foot, but always keep in mind that we're just transferring forces. So if you don't have the strength built up in your Achilles and you haven't been doing calf strengthening for months, if not years to really develop the strength and resiliency in your Achilles tendon, then that could create problems down below, right? So it is this balance and you have to determine what is right for you. But kind of going to that fourth point is really the running form that I tend to see for those who have patellofemoral pain syndrome is different than those with IT band syndrome. Now, coming up next, guys, I'm gonna share with you the single best exercise that you need to start implementing now to get over your knee pain, regardless which condition. But before I do that, if this training has actually been eye-opening to you and you're surprised about some of the things that I mentioned about patellofemoral pain syndrome, IT band syndrome, and that you can actually run not need to stop running. And if this has been helpful to kind of differentiate between these two conditions, I want to help more runners like you. And one way that we can do this is if you're listening to this on the podcast, copy the link, share it with a running friend. And if you're listening to this on our YouTube channel, hit that like button. It will just allow me to continue making content just like this for you so we can help other runners continue doing everything that they love about running, going out there for those mental clearing miles and enjoy it staying injury free. It'd mean the world to me if you can just hit that like button, please and thank you. And now getting into the single best exercise that you can be implementing regardless if you have IT band syndrome or runner's knee is one that you all can actually start implementing today because it doesn't require any equipment and it targets one of the most common muscle imbalances in those that have runner's knee or IT band syndrome. 
And it is an exercise that teaches your body to learn how to activate and isolate the side hip muscles or the gluteus medius muscle or the most important running muscle we have. I call this exercise the humbler because it will humble even those of you who think you are rock solid strong. Um, so you can learn how to do this exercise by actually downloading the free ebook resource attached to this training, and then you can save the instructional YouTube video. It is also one of the exercises in my popular five simple mini band exercises for running. So you can check that out on my YouTube channel as well. I've talked about this in previous episodes, but it is a great exercise to really activate, teach your body, teach the brain, send the signals down, activate your gluteus medius muscle, because remember the hips don't lie, guys, just like Sakura says, and you feel a great burn with this exercise. And then I always transition it to standing. Because as I mentioned before, remember how I mentioned iliotibial band syndrome is usually caused by that hip drop? This corrects the hip drop. And then runner's knee, all of the interventional literature we have out there, and we have a good amount in the physical therapy world for patellofemoral pain syndrome is strengthening the hip muscles and the quads. So that's quad strengthening in addition to hip strengthening. And you'll get this all in the ebook that I mentioned before of how to do that and what treatment looks like and how do we prevent these conditions from coming back again. But both of these conditions, you're going to be focusing on the hips. So that is the single best exercise that you can be doing. Not just hopping down in the machine in the gym and doing the inner and outer thigh machine. Because, and I've talked about this many times before, your hip joint is at a different position. You're sitting, your hip is near a flexed position. And that's actually when we compensate with that IT band muscle, the TFL, when we're in that position, as opposed to when we're running, our hip is in neutral, you're standing, you're not sitting when you run, right? And now we need to learn how to activate the side hip muscle, the glute med muscle. So when you stand on one leg, you're like rock solid. All right. And then that's why we do a lot of single leg exercises as runners to help get a strong and prevent runner's knee and iliotibial band syndrome from coming back. I hope you are enjoying this episode and it is providing value for you. I wanted to take a brief moment to share a story of a real runner like you who is struggling with a common problem that you may be facing. Here is one of our athletes who got the guidance, support, and accountability from our Healthy Runner coaching team to get clarity and structure on the six steps to growing as a runner with personalized strength, nutrition, and run plans. I hope their story inspires you that there is hope to either get over your running injury or to continue getting faster or running longer so you can continue to get in those mental clearing miles and enjoy your running journey again. Here is their inspiring story. So my name's Rachel and I started working with Dwayne and the Healthy Spark Runner team back in February. And we started working together because I was having a nagging knee pain that was not going away no matter how many times I tried to take rests or do rehab on my own. No matter what I did, when I started increasing my miles again, that knee pain wouldn't come back. I also was having a hard time 
doing any strength training on my own because I also like to rock climb. So trying to find time to do all the training for running and all my rock climbing and training for climbing was really difficult for me. The last straw was when I started noticing I was getting plantar fasciitis and was waking up with foot pain. So I figured that Dwayne would be the perfect person to go to after finding him on his podcast. So we worked together for four months and even in just one month of working with Dwayne, my knee pain was almost completely resolved um, and is completely resolved now after the four months. Um, his plan completely suited what I needed for my lifestyle. So he planned everything out based on like my work schedule, my climbing schedule. He even incorporated my vacations that I was going on to make sure that I could really adhere to the plan with the understanding that we could be flexible if we needed to and change things as time went on. Um, but following his strength protocols and doing all of the exercises he gave me immediately um, put me out of pain. And since then I have been training for the Hartford Marathon and I'm planning on doing um, the Pemiwasset Loop in New Hampshire, which is just over 30 miles in a few weeks. And I'm completely pain-free and I totally owe that to the Spark Healthy Runner team. And I cannot stress enough how wonderful an experience I had and how perfect they were to work with. Um, even I'm working with their nutritionist as well, and she gives great tips so that you're not kind of in the dark with that. So I always, always recommend Dwayne and his team to everyone. I hope sharing that story inspired you and provided you some hope. If you want the one-on-one -on -one structure, accountability, and support from our Healthy Runner coaching team of experts, check out the behind-the-scenes video tour of our signature coaching program you just heard about, including other stories from runners who are just like you and were struggling with the same sticking points before they signed up for our program. Just head to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com to learn more and book your strategy call with me today. Now let's get back into this episode. So guys, let's recap what you learned today. In this training, we covered, is it runner's knee or IT band syndrome? We talked about what is patellofemoral pain syndrome, and it's really that irritation of the kneecap and the cartilage underneath the kneecap and the femur bone. We talked about where would runner's knee hurt in the front of the knee. Right. And then we said IT band syndrome is going to be the outside part of the knee. And then what does IT band syndrome feel like? It's that sharp stabbing pain, very localized in the outside part of the knee, as opposed to runner's knee is going to be that dull, achy, might have some clicking and popping in the front of the knee, maybe the inside part of the knee. And then we talked about the onset and how does IT band syndrome start? It's usually going to be on those long runs as you got in a half marathon or marathon training cycle as opposed to runner's knee is usually going to be the 5k runners, or if you're just starting back after a long period of time off. And then we talked about running gait form and is heel striking causing your knee pain. We talked about how it could be a contributor, but it's really the overstriding. That's the main point. And we talked about the difference between kind of runner's knee. Usually you're an overstrider, typically, not always, right? Caveat there. And if it's IT band syndrome, then it's usually due to that hip drop or collapsing gait pattern. And then we talked about my single best exercise for knee pain while running. So don't forget to download your free 
runner's knee or it band syndrome ebook that contains bonus video content with specific actionable exercises on how to overcome these conditions just go to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com or click the link in the show notes to this training now runners remember there are six parts of your running journey that need to be optimized so you can run strong and last long what are those parts mindset strength training your run plan, the nutrition and hydration that you put in your body, the recovery steps that you take from your runs, and then the race strategy. And when you execute Spark Healthy Runner's six-step plan for treating runners with either patellofemoral pain syndrome or IT band syndrome, you'll not only get rid of your stubborn knee pain, but feel more confident in getting stronger and faster, and you'll stay healthy and enjoy the process of running again. And you may be thinking that you can never run pain-free again, or you might think that you can really continue running or you can't continue running while rehabbing your injury. And you might think you need to go get it fixed, go to rehab for eight weeks, and then start running again. And that is what Lindsay thought before she signed up to work with me within our Signature Spark Healthy Runner one-on-one coaching program. Lindsay was struggling with runner's knee as a new pandemic runner while training for her first half marathon in 2021. She was using online resources to cobble together some exercises, but still had knee pain running her half marathon. She reached out to me after taking three weeks off of running because she didn't know what to do at this point. Her main goal was to put her running clothes on four to five days a week because running brought her so much joy. Can you relate to this? Lindsay is smart. At the time we were working together, she was going through her dissertation for her PhD, but she knew that she needed a plan. And as she said, she is a really good student. And I can relate to that as well after getting four college degrees, right? You're, you're a good student. And she was really just lacking the structure in her running and the strategies to get rid of her knee pain. And after working with me as her running physical therapist and coach, she was not only able to get rid of her knee pain for good, but then went on to PR her half marathon. So we got her out of knee pain and then she ran her second ever half marathon and ran it a lot faster than she did her first. So since that time, Lindsay has also continue to grow in her running journey. And now she gets guidance from Coach Whitney on our Spark Healthy Runner team. And she's crushed more races, doing some adventure stuff. She's getting faster. She's running longer. She's just enjoying running and having it a part of her life. And something that she has that can continually challenge herself, you know, running some races as an adult onset runner. And you can actually listen uh, to Lindsay's full story Um, because I had her on the podcast to share her story because I know it is such a common injury many of you are facing. So check out episode 130 on the Healthy Runner podcast to hear from Lindsay in her own words of what she experienced working together. Or Dawn, who didn't run for five years due to IT band issues, which just like totally breaks my heart. Honestly, there's no reason that you shouldn't be running for five years because of knee pain. Both of these conditions that we talked about today are completely fixable. 
They are not like career ending injuries where you can't be a runner anymore. And after working with Dawn for 16 weeks, she not only got back into consistent running four days a week, but then went on to train for her first ever marathon at the uh, London Marathon. So this was such a huge achievement for her. She actually lives in right outside of London in the UK. And we worked together virtually and got her out of knee pain. And she just got the confidence and got the right exercises that she knew that she can actually get stronger for running. And then went on to do this epic London Marathon experience. She raised some great money um, for an organization that's near and dear to her heart. So that is just you know, these stories, guys, and let me just share with you one more, um, or Becca, who I think about, who is a younger runner. She's in her twenties and she had numerous cases of runner's knee and IT band syndrome. And she even had some plantar fasciitis as well. And she was desperate to be able to get through a training cycle without getting injured. When winter 2022 came around, she had developed a bad case of runner's knee after she ran the New York City Marathon. And she decided to reach out to me after listening to the podcast episode that I did on Runner's Knee. And I provided Becca with the mobility and strength exercises to get stronger in the areas that were really causing her ailments. So I really identified what her specific problem areas were. And then she just did like totally phenomenal and actually like blew any like expectations I had out of the water. Um, you know, this is definitely more on the rare case and it is due to her underlying fitness that Charity had built up, her age certainly. Um, but within a little over a month, nearly all of her pain had subsided. And in fact, during the second part of our 16 week program, she actually went on to be able to run the Disney marathon and then three half marathons without knee pain. So these are just three examples from the hundreds and hundreds of runners who have implemented this spark method of overcoming knee pain to grow as a runner. And I just want to let you guys know that there is hope and you can run without knee pain. You just need to get the specific strategies. And I hope this has been um, educational for you. It's been really great sharing this with you today. Again, my name is Dr. Dwayne Scotty, and my mission is to save the lives of runners everywhere by allowing them to enjoy lifelong injury-free running. I'm the CEO of Spark Healthy Runner, and if you want to fast-track your recovery and get clarity and focus like Lindsay did, Dawn, or Becca, that is exactly what we do with our high touch point one-on-one Spark Healthy Runner coaching program, where I am your running physical therapist and coach all-in-one. Or you work with one of the coaches on our team if you have a local PT that you're already working with. And then I serve as more of the PT consultant guiding the process and aid in communication between your local PT, our coaching team, and really what I would design for you from a run standpoint. Learn more about our Spark Healthy Runner signature coaching program and schedule a call now by going to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com. Lastly, if this was helpful to you, could you guys do me a favor? Copy the link share it with a runner who has knee pain and they've been struggling because you can honestly help save them from getting unnecessary injections, braces, or worse, having to stop running for months on end. Will you do that for me as an audience? I am trying to save the runners 
from the frustration of having to stop their stress relieving activities that they love and going to a healthcare provider who just doesn't get runners. I want our community to continue enjoy lifelong injury-free running. So thank you in advance for doing that. As always, let's maintain a strong mind, a strong body, and let's just keep on running. Until next time. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Healthy Runner Podcast, where we help you get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running. If you found this content valuable, here's five ways we can help you grow as a runner for free. One, grab a free copy of my Spark Blueprint at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com. Two, follow my Instagram page at sparkhealthyrunner. Three, join my free group by searching Healthy Runner on Facebook. Four, subscribe to my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash spark healthy runner. Five, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more experts in the running field and bring those lessons back to you here. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcast or the follow button on Spotify so you don't miss the next episode of Healthy Runner so you can maintain a strong mind, a strong body, and just keep running. Lastly, if you've been struggling with the constant injury cycle, not eating the right foods for running, or not getting faster as a runner, and you are ready to invest in becoming a lifelong injury-free runner, head to sparkhealthyrunner.com to apply for a one-on-one signature coaching program. Thank you again. I mean it from the bottom of my heart that I appreciate you for listening and sharing this podcast with a running friend who can use the help. Now go and crush your run today. See you next week.